You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, 131. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. So... It's getting warm again. And it's getting hot in here. And it's it's getting warm again. Right? And you know what that means. This is where you're supposed to guess. So ask me. What does it mean? Hot dogs. Now you say no. No. Uh, burgers. No. Grills. No. Camp. Yes. Yes. Camp. Camp. That is that is something it could mean. Yes. Well, no, no. Now the right answer is not yet, but I got to walk you through this whole thing. Okay, let's try this again. We're going to spin this around. So, Cassie, it's getting warm again. Do you know what that means? Outside sex. God damn it. (laughs) You're just not going to go along with me on this, are you? I will go along. We can restart. All right. Ready? Here we go. Cassie, it's getting warm again. Do you know what that means? Grilling outdoors? Yeah, but no. We'll try again. Camping? Uh, kind of, but no, not yet. Try again. Being able to do hikes and stuff? Uh, also getting not warmer, but yeah. Less clothes. Okay. That wasn't it? No, now you go camp. And then I, go, <laughs> I was, gonna, yeah, I was ah. going to. I was going to. I was. Ah. Outdoor sex. <laughs> it, 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 it will hopefully mean lots of outdoor sex at camp. Maybe. Later in the year, depending on how the world goes. I'm going to be interested to see if that does happen, what that looks like in terms of, like, the setup and the rules and all of that. But even though it can't mean camp yet, sad face, it does mean outdoor sex. Yes. You know, it's like when you're having a date night. This is sounding awfully familiar now. You can be like, hey. We're going to go take a hike in the middle of the night out into the woods. Hey, and nobody broke their ankle, which is a big bonus. Yeah. That just means that like we're getting better at this whole like hiking thing. Kudos to us. But we went hiking in the middle of the night and found ourselves. <laughs> so we're like, okay, it's, it's date night. It's dyad date night, right? Which dyad date night means... We're going to talk about sex because triad date night does not mean that at all. So it's triad date night. And we're like, you know, it's pretty outside. There's a spot near our house. We should go hike. There's like this spot where there's like this like peninsula and it's like surrounded on water by three sides. It's a full moon out like that would be awesome. And to fuck there. That was what we said. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I mean, typically when it's date, it's dyad date night with you, 
my brain goes, this would be a very beautiful place to go to have sex. That is typically how my brain works. And we hiked, which I have to say, it was a bit more of an interesting hike, Pitch Black. It seemed a lot longer. It seemed very long, but I have to say, I really enjoyed it. And we're experiencing cicadas right now. So like I got to hear like the cicadas chirping. It was it was really nice. And it was funny because a couple times we're like, do we want to stop? Do we want to hike all the way down to the water? Like this is getting this, this is, is taking way, forever. This is taking forever. This seems way farther than we remember it being. But we got there. And I'll just say, uh, full moon, water on three sides, just going to leave it there, totally worth it. Leaning up against trees, beautiful, very, very beautiful. Totally worth it. Yes. Even if you had a cicada friend get in your boot. I did. So... (laughs) Okay, so we're out there, we're doing our thing, being all sexy, and this cicada went up my skirt, I knocked him down, was like, no, this is, this is a, a C and J interaction here, cicada. Um, he came back, he went in my boot, uh, he kept joining me, and I really do feel like he was like, hey, that tree you guys are using to like lean up against, that's my tree, you like this tree? Welcome to my tree. What are you guys doing? Can I join? I really do feel like that cicada was like the creepy guy at the dungeon who like can't take a hint to go away. Doesn't understand personal space. Doesn't understand personal space. But other than the cicada for a couple of minutes, it was really awesome. It was an awesome hike and sitting and... Sexy time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about today? Resentment. (laughs) Wow, what a shift there. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to, you're the queen of this. I got to tell you, it was so beautiful and so awesome and so cool that like I couldn't even have resentment. So when you're resenting cicadas. Yeah, like I I was going to say like, no, can't do it. But host chat aside, we do, I, 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 we do want to take a little time today on to more serious topics. Um, and we are going to talk about resentment because resentment is, is something that comes up for a lot of people in their relationships. So we want, we want to talk about how to deal with it, how to tackle it, what the problems are, what the problems aren't, right? And really just kind of three steps you can use to solve it so that you can get past resentment, have amazing relationships, and have amazing dyad date nights now that it's warm. Did it! So I have a question for you. Do you feel resentful in your relationships like even just a little bit and if so i want you to go ahead i want you to stop whatever you're doing right now and i want you to pay full attention to this because this is really really important because if you're feeling resentment this is something that you need to pay attention to, you need to take action on, and we're gonna talk about that, okay? But I wanna start with this. I wanna start with talking about why resentment is not a dirty word, because here's the thing. If I asked you that question, and you were like, oh, 
I am feeling resentful. I am resentful in my relationship. I do resent the time that my partner spends with their other partner. I do resent that I'm not being heard. I do resent that I haven't gotten my sexual needs met. I do resent that I don't feel like my partner picks up their share of what's going on around here. Whatever it is for you. If you answered yes to that feeling of resentment, chances are there's a little bit of shame there. And maybe even enough that you really don't even want to admit to yourself that you're feeling resentment. Right? You may be sitting here listening to this and you'll be like, resentful? I'm not resentful. I'm not resentful. I'm not a resentful kind of person. That's not the kind of person I am. Because resentment gets a bad rap. It gets a bad rap in life. It gets a bad rap in our relationships. And I think especially in non-monogamy. Right? And there's a lot of shame around feeling resentful. You know, when I'm talking to people about what's going on in their relationships, and you know, I have hundreds of these one-on-one conversations a year, and I'm talking to people about what's going on. And I ask them if they're resentful. There's always a lot of shame around the yes. Even if they bring it up. Because like I said, we're taught that resentment is a dirty word. Resentment, I I think it's like if we're resentful, that says something about us, about who we are as people. And it says that we're not the kind of person or partner that we want to be. That's not a good person. That's not a good partner. A good person wouldn't be resentful. A good partner wouldn't be resentful. But here's the truth. There's nothing wrong. Let me, let me rephrase this. There's nothing ethically wrong. Or there's nothing wrong with you if you feel resentment. Resentment really at the end of the day is a really simple emotion. Resentment is really just saying, I have these needs that aren't getting met and haven't been getting met and probably haven't been getting met for a while. That's really all resentment means, right? And when you look at it that way, you'll realize that being resentful doesn't say something about you being an awful person. It doesn't say something about you being a bad partner or a bad polyamorous person. Resentment doesn't mean any of those things. And it isn't something to feel shame over. You may be going, Josh, I don't understand. Like you got on and you said, if I was feeling resentful to stop what I was doing and to pay full attention because this was really important and really critical. But now you're saying that it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not, right? Because like I said, resentment isn't a personality flaw. Resentment is a natural place to get. But what resentment is, is a huge warning sign. And here's why. Like I said, at the end of the day, resentment is really just yourself telling yourself, right, that you have a need 
that hasn't been getting met. And typically by when you're talking about resentment has not been getting met for a while. And when you're talking about resentment, that's the point at which you are starting to blame and dislike your partner and your relationship for what's going on here, even if it's in a small way. And I say blame, not in a judgy kind of way, right? Usually when we're talking resentment, it's more factual. It's more of a factual way, right? We, we really have been asking for this thing and not getting it, right? We really are feeling unheard or we really have been asking for more time and not getting it or whatever the case may be. But resentment is a sign that you are getting to a place of being unsatisfied with the relationship and with your partner. And resentment, if you let it sit and fester, very quickly becomes a poisonous emotion. Again, even though it's not saying anything about you as a person, it's poisonous and toxic to the relationship. Because basically at this point, I'm looking at my partner and blaming them for me not having the life I want, not having my needs met. And I'm going to start taking that out on them. Whether it's consciously or subconsciously, I'm going to be shorter. I'm going to start distancing myself. I'm going to start withholding things that they want. I'm going to play tit for tat. I'm going to start arguing. I'm going to be more on edge. Quite frankly, I'm just probably depressed, period, in some ways, right? Because I have some deep-seated need I'm not getting met, so I'm unsatisfied, I'm frustrated, right? I'm not happy and satisfied in my own life, and now I'm taking it out on you, right? Because this is your fault. And so you can see that between me being unhappy and unsatisfied and unfulfilled and having just these unmet needs, like I said, whether it's quality time, whether it's physical intimacy, whether it is needing to be heard or seen, whether it's needing my partner to pick up their share of the work, whether it's just needing to feel loved and connected and like a person and a partner, right? You can see though how this cycle very quickly, me being that unhappy and that unsatisfied and then taking it out on you and now we're in this vicious cycle is super toxic to a relationship very quickly. And if we don't address it, inevitably our relationship is headed for a sharp decline. And so when you're feeling resentment, that's what I want you to look at it as. Not something awful about you, but like a huge blinking neon light, like with sirens, right? Saying this needs attention and this needs to be fixed now. So how do you do that? Well, first thing is really to figure out what the problem actually is here that's causing you to get resentful. And to get really specific, you know, a lot of times we're really broad on this, right? I'm not feeling loved and connected. It's this huge unmet need. That's great. I mean, it's not great, but that that's, that's a thing, right? That's a thing that you're feeling. You're not feeling that love and that connection. But why? What are the specific things that you're missing? How would you know when you feel connected? What would it take? 
to feel connected and to feel that love and that passion, that intimacy. You know, if it's time that you're feeling resentful about, what exactly would you need as far as time? And the list goes on. But the first step, because I'm going to give you three steps to solve the resentment. And they're surprisingly simple. First step is to figure out what the real need and problem is. Saying I'm resentful isn't enough. It's like saying I'm jealous. Why? Why are you resentful? Why are you jealous? And I want to take a step back here for just a minute. I want you to notice that this doesn't start with stop feeling resentful. A lot of times that's what people tell you. And it's the same thing with jealousy. And this is, again, I think where some of that shame comes in. It's like, well, you're feeling resentful. That's a horrible emotion. Stop it. But that doesn't work because there's real problems and real needs behind that feeling of resentment. You can't just wish it away. You can't just think it away. So you notice we're not starting there. And again, we're starting with what is the real need, the real problem here? And for those of you who have heard us talk about jealousy, you're going to see a lot of parallels here. What is that real need, that real problem that's going on here? What is it that I'm missing exactly? How would I know when I have it? What would I need to see, to feel, to know that I was getting that need met? And that's step one, just getting super specific and really clear on what's the need and problem here. Second piece is to fix it. I mean, you need to get that need met. You have to come to agreements and to solutions that allow you to actually get that thing. Because again, if you're not getting that thing, if you're not getting that need met, all the Mental work, the mindset work in the world isn't going to suddenly make you feel better. And then the third step, then and only then, once you've narrowed down what the real problem is, and then you've fixed it, now, now you can deal with the emotional end and the baggage. So this is where you're able to finally go, okay, you know what? Now I'm getting the things that I need. And now whatever's left here emotionally whether it's presently, whether it's from the past of being resentful, not getting the sneeze back, because that does create damage and issues. So I'm thinking about this and going, step three is kind of two steps, right? <laughs> step one is dealing with the emotional residue, whatever's there, right? So you know what? I'm getting this thing, but I'm still feeling upset in some way. How do I deal with that? And this is where you can work on the beliefs and the mindset and controlling your emotions. And actually, it's more about letting them go than it is about controlling, right? And step, let's say 3B, is how do I now repair the damage that's been done, right? So the third step is really addressing the rest of the stuff. And the truth of the matter is, if you've been resentful for a while, like we said, there is damage that's been done that now has to be repaired. And sometimes it's in completely unrelated areas, right? Like we started playing tit for tat or we started arguing and now the communication's jacked or whatever the case may be. But those are really the three steps. What exactly is the need, the problem? Like what exactly is the need here, right? That I'm not getting met. Fixing it, getting it. 
So getting clear on what it is, getting that need met, and then dealing with the cleanup. Getting clear on the need, fixing the need, then the cleanup. And like I said, you'll notice the cleanup comes last, right? And that's how you fix resentment. It's really that simple. But here's the problem, as you may have realized by now, simple doesn't mean easy. Because chances are, whatever this need is, you've tried to get it. You've tried to have the conversations. You've tried to get your partner to, to, to show up and give that to you, give you that time, give you that connection, give you that love, stop arguing with you, to really hear you, to really show up for you, and it hasn't happened. And so that's the real challenge here. How you solve resentment's easy, or sorry, simple, but it's not easy. If it was easy, you probably wouldn't be here in the first place. So here's what I want to give you, because I'd wanted to talk to you about resentment, and I wanted to give you the steps, and you have them. And that, that's what it takes. But if you need help executing that, if you're looking at this need, and you're going... Either A, like, I really don't know exactly what it is I need. I mean, I know that I need more time or I know I need to feel loved, but I don't actually know what that looks like. Or, like a lot of people, yeah, I know I need that need, Matt. And I've been trying and it isn't happening and we can't hash it out. Or I can't get my partner to, to, to fulfill that. Go ahead, reach out. Like, we're happy to help, right? And talk you through how you can actually... And, and come up with a plan, right? For how you can actually, like I said, put this into practice. Because really, at the end of the day, it's simple. But executing is not, a lot of the times, easy. And that's why people wind up in that place of being resentful, right? So here's what I'd say to you. If you're looking at these steps, you're like, cool, got it. Go do it. But if you're looking at these steps and you're like, yeah, I, I mean, that's exactly what I need to do. But I, I can't. I don't know how to do it. I haven't been able to make it work go ahead and reach out. And we're happy to talk with you come up with a plan. Because like I said, the, the thing is, if you're at the point of feeling that resentment, that's nothing bad about you, but that is a huge warning sign, like neon lights, flashing lights, sirens, like whistles, bells going off, that you can't afford to sit. Because like I said, that is really toxic and your relationship is, if it hasn't already, is going to take a sharp downturn very quickly. So go ahead, reach out. And let's get that fixed. And you can set up a free call with us. You can go to touchflavor.com forward slash talk. Um, may have seen this before, but you know, one of us will hop on the phone with you, right? Dive in, help you come up with a plan for how to actually fix the problem. I mean, this is what we do every day, right? Is help folks actually take the strategy that they need, but actually make it happen. And we're happy to come up with a plan to help you do that. So go to a touchflavor.com forward slash talk, and we're happy to do that for you. Right, But as I said, the biggest thing I want you to take away from this is do not sit on resentment. Not because it says something about you, but because it is an enormous, enormous warning sign. And I can't stress enough how important it is if you're feeling that resentment to do what needs to be done to fix it. It is so, so important not to let it sit. So follow those steps. Like I said, if you need help executing a touchflavor.com forward slash talk, we're happy to help you. But do not sit here, make it the priority to fix this, get it done, and don't let things get worse.
Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1. 